Hi, I'm Jake Willard. I'm the engagement editor for The Daily Emerald, and you're listening to The Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Emerald Football Podcast, uh, where we talk about Oregon football. I am Jack Butler, here as always with Maverick Palak. Hello. And Sean Meadow. How's it going? Still good. On week, what is it like? It's week eight. Well, of the the football football season. No one cares about school. Long, long. And recently... Not great for Oregon as they went to Utah, lost thirty-two to twenty-five. Could did not we go to Utah. We did not go to Utah. It's a bummer. The Ducks went to Utah, came back to Oregon with a loss. They couldn't take advantage of Utah's QB two and RB two as they were both backups. Still did a pretty good job with both of them. Um, you know, clearly uh, pretty talented guys, but the Ducks couldn't take advantage of a little bit of a depleted Utah team, a really good Utah team. Obviously, that defense was still healthy and one of the best, if not the best, in the conference. But overall, disappointing performance for the Ducks. And now they have Arizona State coming up, which we'll preview that game in a little bit, and then the Civil War to round out the season. So uh, really sort of you know, time to, to get it together for this Oregon offense after – you know, only rushing for 117 yards. They did okay passing at 288, but, you know, seven points in the first half. It was another disappointing first-half performance from this Oregon offense, and it got a little better, I think, when they, you know, started to get a little more creative with the passing game. Obviously, it was still mainly featuring Dylan Mitchell, eight receptions, 169 yards, two touchdowns, another crazy game from him, but they finally kind of started to go a little bit, look for others towards the end of that game. But, uh, you know, too little, too late, which seems to be the story of the season for Oregon offense, and it was again against Utah. Absolutely was. And I, I know Maverick had a good point before we started recording, and uh, I, I want him to bring that up right now. The first half thing? Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at what QH meant, and I thought it was quarterback hurry, but I was I was correct. Yeah, so... Oregon has f- 15 total first half points in their last three road games. So that's Washington State. Washington State, Arizona, and Utah. Three, two of them are good. Arizona is not good. Um, <laughs> they're not, they've been better recently. Let's put it that way. Well, I, I mean, I think, I don't know. Well, or- Oregon has shown they are not good on the road. 15 points in three games is horrendous for a first half. As, especially since your first half, your first 15 plays are scripted. Yeah. Like, you should be good on those first 15 plays. And I think they're three and out every single time. Against Washington State, they had no clue what was happening. Arizona, they couldn't do anything in the first half. They, that entire game, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't do anything till after Arizona was like, hey, we're up 44-8. to eight. Let's, yeah, let's put in some backups now. Yeah. And, and then against Utah, they just couldn't really do anything and I thought the biggest thing against Utah was the the lack of pressure put on a redshirt freshman quarterback Jason Shelley is not experienced and he was sacked once and as he I'm looking like he was an experienced quarterback yeah but I'm looking and, and there are zero players on the Ducks credited with a quarterback hurry that's why I was looking up what QH was 
to make sure I wasn't like saying a stat that was wrong. Um, and that's pretty bad if there's just one pressure total on quarterback, especially one that has never started a game before. Yeah, you'd think maybe like Jordan Scott has been doing a really good job getting through toward quarterbacks this season, I've thought, to a degree. But that Utah game, the defensive line just wasn't able to, to break through there. And I, you look at the way that Shelley played, and he looked like a quarterback who's been on this stage before. And it reminded me a little bit about the way that Herbert played against Utah in Utah in his first season, except people knew a little bit about Justin Herbert at that point because he had played already. But this is a a totally different scenario, and I think it's something very worrisome for Oregon, but especially worrisome on the offensive side when, again, another blank in the first quarter. And I don't know if that's coming down to play calling like you kind of hinted at there, Maverick, but... There's just nothing working on the offense early on in the game. It's it's all been Justin Herbert to Dylan Mitchell. Yeah, kind of back to to Shelley's performance in that 18 of 31, 262 yards. You know, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and he wasn't asked to but do. He rushed for two touchdowns. He did rush for two touchdowns. Getting to that. Sorry. No, you're okay. Do your job. Spoilers. No, he and it's because Oregon, you know, couldn't really stop the run, and Utah was being a rushing, you know, primarily a rushing team. They pretty much dominated the line of scrimmage, and I mean, four point nine yards per carry. That's what Oregon wished they had. That's what Utah was pretty easily able to do. And I mean, Shelley had thirteen carries for thirty-seven yards and and two touchdowns, like you said, and. They had a couple goal line touchdowns, and that's because they were able to methodically drive down the field and run the ball and work their way down to that goal line. And at that point, you know, even if you do have a good defense, odds are someone scores. So it's. Well, I just wanted to say, I totally forgot about this. I said Utah's kicker Matt Gay would have at least five field goals. (laughs) He did, and I think he had six. So it was a program record. I did pick Oregon would win though, so I think I even out. But you guys are both negative. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, a lot of those drives, when they did get uh, into the red zone or when they did get onto Oregon's half of the field, ended with <laughs> phenomenal. What, that guy's a baller, si- dude. I mean, just a phenomenal, what was he, like, six of six? One of them was from, like, 53? Yeah, well, the one was, they put Ugo back to return it, and it went, like, 10 yards deep into the... Into the goalpost, yeah, yeah. Into the like, yeah. it, it could have been a sixty-three yard. Six of six. I mean, he's an NFL kicker, like no doubt. He'll be kicking on Sundays. Yeah, he had a fifty-five yarder. He had a fifty-five yarder. Him with Adam Stack. and a forty-one. So at times, you, it was obvious that Utah was, you know, with a backup running back and a backup quarterback. Well, it was obvious at times that Utah had, you know, a backup running back and a backup quarterback when they sometimes got down to, you know, the red zone or near the red zone, couldn't finish your drive, but eventually, you know, probably game MVP, Matt Gay, was finished off with six field goals, and, and really that was the difference, and, and well, it felt and like... Well, Shine. Yeah, he was... 6.7 yards per carry. Yeah, no, and I mean, ultimately Utah won because they could control the line of scrimmage and run when they needed to and run when they wanted to. With that being said, the game was still winnable. I mean, you can't... Oregon failed to take advantage of the fact that Utah wasn't taking advantage of their own offensive drives and had to settle for field goals, right? Like, Oregon, if their offense had been even just a tad bit better in that first quarter or just at any point throughout the game, I mean, they probably win this. Like, this was a very winnable game, but it just seems like this, they're running 
you know, they're running into the same issues week in, week out. Well, I, I just thought it was interesting. What, what I was touching on earlier was that Adam Stack missed field goal, could have made it. They could have got to 10 points in the first half, but the miss and then Utah carries that momentum to the other side of the field where Matt Gay hits that long one. And that's just the difference between the two teams right now is one has a stabilized kicker that will be an NFL kicker, and the other one has a guy who was the punter last season, and they now he's doing primarily just place kicking, uh, and he struggled. He missed a short field goal against UCLA. He did hit a, a field goal against Utah later on, but he missed that one, and, and that hurt. And that, I think, is just telling of this Oregon team is the one is their opponent makes every play at home and Oregon when it's dicey does not make the big play on the road. And it's been strong at home. So like coming back to Austin stadium, that that, why? Should, that should switch it up. But why have they been bad on the road at this point? Like, like I mean, what's they have an excuse what happened not to be, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like why, why were they so bad at Wazoo? Like, well, their, I mean, their I, answer was the stadium, the atmosphere of college game day. I think Washington State, everyone realized Washington State's really, Washington State was good. Yeah, really good. Right. But then Arizona? Yeah, I have no clue how what that happened. What the heck happened? happened I don't know what happened in and that, that game. It wasn't even like Oregon was bad and it was a close game. Like, they were running off the field. Yeah, like, that wasn't even close. You would have thought close. Arizona was Alabama if you watched that Oregon game. And it's been two seasons now because Willie Taggart's first year, they didn't win... One on the road. They didn't win one Pac-12 road game. That doesn't count, though. And why? Burmeister at quarterback over just. <laughs> well, they Herbert. didn't. They didn't. They went on the road and lost to Arizona State with Herbert. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, zero and one. They and can't the do it. They're not Bowl? doing it this year. The Vegas True, Bowl. They didn't do it. That's a me. neutral site, but it is also my favorite. Not at home. Catfish meme is the the you got me there meme. <laughs> <laughs> but now, then you know. To start this year, it's better. They go on the road and they beat Cal, and uh, we were there. That was also we, a ranked true. Cal team too. Uh, totally forgot about that. But Cal, I mean, isn't that crazy? It's funny because Cal's it, right now. If you yeah. ask people, everyone would say Cal's better than Oregon. If, if I think if Oregon played Cal now, Cal probably wins. Hmm. Why? I think their defense is. I'm going to be like, I'm like a t- I'm like a four year old right now. Why? Why? But, Cal but why? is clicking on all cylinders. Their defense is is great, and Chase Garbers is a game game managing pro. He's good. He didn't look that good against Oregon, and they switched no. to McIlwain, and McIlwain ran all over Oregon. But I think they figured out what they want, and that is to have the defense make plays. And to do that, the offense needs to slow down and take care of the ball. And that's what they did against Washington in that one, and that's what they did against U- USC. To win True. for the first time against USC, I think since 2003 it was. Um, freaking forever. Yeah. Now they got big game, which will be interesting. It's not. But... It's not a big game. No one in the Bay Area cares about that. <laughs> More that's people, not true. The, dude. Okay, that's not true. Growing up, more people in the Bay Area cared about Michigan, Ohio State than Stanford, Cal. That's fair. I would also argue that Stanford and Cal haven't been good at the same time in ever since John Elway. Yeah. So. You know, because like Cal Tedford was good before. My boy. Kind of the end of the Tedford era was right before the start of the Harbaugh slash David Shaw era, and then obviously Cal hasn't been good since Stanford's been good. So this might actually be one year where Javid Best was there and Harbaugh were there. I don't even. There was. I think so. I think. Well, I think Javid Best and maybe Toby Gerhart lined up a little bit. But I don't entirely but remember. But I think Cal was, was terrible besides Job and Best that year. Cal upset them one year when they had Luck and Toby Gerhardt. That Toby Gerhardt year, Cal upset them. 
but I don't remember if that was. Can you tell this is an Oregon football podcast? (laughs) Yeah, this just became like Pac-12, but I'm okay with that. Well, it's because we keep talking about the same damn thing every week with Oregon. It's like they can't. They seem to not be able to run the ball for like most of the game. Then, Mm kind of towards the end, they seem to get something together. Then someone gets hurt. When we were watching some ones. They have multiple injuries. You know, they're still throwing around pieces on the offensive line, but it doesn't seem like whatever piece, whatever, wherever you put Calvin Throckmorton, it really matters because nothing's changed since uh, the Panay Sewell injury. And even then, there were before that there were signs of them their inability to run the ball. I mean, they inexplicably couldn't run the ball in the second half against Stanford. They didn't run the ball that well against Washington. It's like what was it? It was like twenty four to twenty four going into final. And look, that's fine because Washington's defense is pretty good. But like, you know, it wasn't like the Washington win was necessarily some aberration in terms of offensive production. It was a lot better, and it was probably maybe if you match it up with what. Washington's defense is, but which is roughly the same as what you know Utah's is. It, it was okay, I guess. You know, given opponent, you probably have to adjust for opponent. But at the same time, you know, it's like week in, week out. Seems like on the road, Oregon's having the same problems. Now, obviously, they're lucky that their next road game is against an abysmal Oregon State team uh, that somehow has one win. One win in the Pac-12. Oregon State scored well, seventeen plus points against Stanford. <laughs> Yeah, well, I uh, think it was twenty four seventeen, and then I went to um, it was thirty four seventeen, I think. No, but I'm saying it was like twenty four seventeen or twenty. No, it was it was never twenty four seventeen. Okay, fine. It was thirty four seventeen. It was thirty four to seven. Dinner, and then I like look at the score, and I was like, ooh, ooh, it's not close anymore. Yeah, well, it was like thirty four to seven. Yeah, I mean, Oregon State's awful, so that should be a win, even if <laughs> even if Oregon doesn't play well on the road again. And they didn't play well the last time they were in Corvallis. But, I mean, this Oregon offense, in conference play, ranks seventh in rushing at 153 yards per game. That's not what Mario Cristobal wants. That's not what he wants to build around. I mean, they're only in conference play, you know, passing their third, so that can build them out of at times. But in terms of, you know, total offense, I think maybe more like yards per game specifically, they're six. So they're middle of the road offense when it comes to if you, you know, Pac 12 opponents only, they're a middle of the road offense. Yeah, 177 rushing yards, by the way, in that Washington game for Oregon. But that game. Quick maths. I mean, quick, quick uh, clicks on the laptop. But the. <laughs> he added up, he went in to the play by play and added them all. Quick maths. <laughs> I didn't do that at basketball the other day. But anyway, I don't trust my math skills. But 177 rushing yards, and Jackie said, what was it? It was 150 for the, the per game for Oregon? For, well, Rushing it's yards? In conference play only, so Pac-12 yeah, opponent yeah. only, it's 153. Okay, so just game. over their average in the Washington game. But, like, that game was just a different football game than they've played. I think that they easily... Like th- we would be talking so differently about that game had Peyton Henry kicked that field goal in. Yeah, because they would have lost. So we would be totally in a different <laughs> breath. Like we would be talking wait, about. Wait, this. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> if they lost the game if instead they lost of won, the game. you would have a different opinion. <laughs> really? Crazy. Yeah. Cra- really? Crazy. But 
sounded Dude, way dumber if, when if I said I it. If I got an A on a test instead of an F, it'd be me. way different. All right. My, my GPA changed there's my, when I got an F. There's my dumb comment of Where's the podcast. This? Dude, if we were on Around the Horn, I would have oh negative my, I know. thousand. Dude, you would have right never been on the Around the Horn again. Negative Whatever, thousand. But, but everyone's holding that game in such like good light. Like Oregon because didn't have a bad game. I think because when you're sad, you hold on to the one fun yeah. thing you have all season, and that's what they had. And to be to be fair, like I think since then, people might not see it in such high regard because Washington uh, fallen off. Yeah, they're they're obviously very clearly not a. I, I mean, I think they're ranked in the top twenty-five, but I think Washington's twenty-five. I I, I would I don't know they. They they're not, not looked very good. Well, they're like living off their past. I mean, I mean they could win. I th- I think if they, assuming they beat Oregon State this weekend, and then they beat Washington State, and assuming Washington State beats Colorado. Wait, no. Wait, why does Washington State play Colorado? Washington State just played Colorado. They just played. Who do they play this weekend? We should know this. You Time out. Know this. They play Arizona. Bam. Washington State's playing Arizona. Came to me magically in my head. I remember now. Uh, that's actually not a terrible game. I think it's in Pullman, though. So what though, do you think so. about ASU? Oh, my God. But let's shift to Oregon's upcoming game against Arizona State. What do they What do they got to do to win? What, what do you see from Arizona State that makes you think, okay, Nikhil Harry got to do is, this to win. Nikhil Harry's going to catch a lot of passes. I don't know who's going to guard him, whether it's D'Amador, Lenore, or Thomas Graham, but whichever one draws Put the both short, of them. Yeah, I mean, whichever Honestly. one draws the short end of the stick is going to be on a, a couple YouTube highlight tapes, possibly. And then Eno Benjamin's, I mean, if, if what's what was the Utah running back's name? Amon, Armand Shine. If he can rush for 175 yards and 6.7 per carry, Eno Benjamin can definitely do that, and... Uh, expect uh, ASU to have a lot of first downs. This could be a high-scoring game, but only if Oregon's offense wakes up. I think the Justin Herbert to Dylan Mitchell, that's it. That's all that this team has been on offense consistently, and that's definitely going to hurt uh, when it, teams can kind of read that. But it's managed to work so far this season, and now that they're just down to the last two games of the regular season, That'll have to continue. If Oregon can stop one of the two, Benjamin or Harry, I think just stopping one of them, they're not going to win the game just with the other. So they're going to have to either step it up on that run defense or step it up in the secondary and make some plays on some air raids. I think that's what's just going to have to happen for for Oregon to win this game. It's going to come down to the defense. Oregon's not-so-great defense. Um, Essentially bringing out more you know, numbers here in Pac-12 play, again, and Pac-12 play only, they're 10th in the Pac-12 in rush defense. And How many teams are in the Pac-12, Jack? Are you serious? Yeah, well, I was just saying 10 out of what? 10 out of 12. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. And they're not that much better in passing defense either, as they are 9th. How many teams are in the Pac-12? 12. Oh, 9 out of 12 is not good either. Yeah. Uh, so, in total yards per game, they are 10th out of 12. Uh, Oregon's defense has not a few exceptions in some games here and there. I would say Cal 
and Washington, they haven't been very good. They've allowed teams to drive. I mean, Utah would have scored a lot more points had they been able to convert a couple more uh, in Oregon territory, a couple more third downs, maybe some fourth downs. But in, so, so in terms of total yards, Oregon's defense is allowing a lot right now, and Arizona State's offense is second in total yards in the Pac-12 in conference play only. So uh, this is an extremely tough task for Oregon's defense, but I think that their offense, Oregon's offense, for whatever reason, I don't know why, and I can't explain why, they seem to be crisp at home, and they seem to, you know, should really pull up home and away stats or at least gather those because this offense seems way better at home. So, I mean, I guess the defense kind of building off just what Sean says. The defense just has to do a little something, a little something, a little bit better, and that's either stop, you know, Arizona State's passing game, specifically Nikhil Harry, and they haven't, they didn't do a very good job the last time they played a good group of wide receivers in Stanford, and that's really the only good group of wide receivers they've played this year. And Stanford, once they figured out that actually they shouldn't run the ball and they should throw the ball, uh, Stanford threw it at will. So, you know, we'll, I don't know how much faith I put in this Oregon defense, but, you know, they're at home and they seem to play better at home as well. So, I, I mean, I feel like we're talking about this this force that doesn't, like statistically, not a lot's in Oregon's favor in this game, but for whatever reason, some reason, at home they're better. So, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know which way, you know, ahead or your heart, I guess. So what's the spread and over-under? Oregon is the four-point favorite, so clearly Vegas believes in the. I'm I'm firm for Herm on this one. Yeah, I know you are. Um, Oregon's four-point favorite, so clearly Vegas buys into the home, the home magic, the odds and magic. Uh, and to be fair, Arizona State's been wildly inconsistent this year. I mean, on the road they lost to Colorado, but then beat USC on the road. I, I, they they barely scrape a win at home against UCLA and but then got a home win against Utah. Yeah, but but that was the game Huntley that was in and Shelly played like the last half of the game. So the same quarterback that Oregon just lost to? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Boom. So, and they shut him down, so Yeah, so I mean uh, I don't know. I guess I guess Vegas is buying into this this home magic. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ASU wins. What's the over-under, you said? 64. <sighs> That's a lot of points. I'm going to say ASU, 31, Oregon. It's not a ton. Not a ton? Oregon, 21. I'm going under. So, Arizona State by 10? Yeah, I guess. Sean? Mine is, uh, it's a little lower than Mavericks. I also have to pick or Arizona State. Like, I have no choice. Are you held hostage? Yeah, by myself. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've been doing that all season. Mavericks demons. Um, <laughs> yeah, Oregon twenty eight, and they're gonna exactly hit the line. And Arizona State, uh, twenty four. That's correct math. So you went exactly with what Vegas thinks. Yeah, that's what I had written down. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even look at Vegas. I don't know where to go for that. Other than Google. Yes, you do. I've seen you Google it. That's a lie. Well, that's Ooh, what I mean. I don't know what website. Other than Google. What, what, oh, are yeah. They the same? Where else? Are, we, what, are, you, they the, are they the same? What, you go to Bing? No, man. 
I'm asking if Sean uses roommates fighting. Sean uses Bing. Just gonna put. Just gonna point that out. Sean uses Bing. You know, it won't. What's your score prediction, man? Yeah, mm, not your turn. Oregon by four, because I think Oregon by seven. Ooh, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Good math. Yeah, <laughs> that's real quick math. Let's go home. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Emerald Football Podcast. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about whatever happens this weekend in Autzen and also preview the upcoming game, the upcoming Civil War, which I don't I don't know. We'll see if Oregon gives us anything else to talk about. Uh, they probably will. They've been quite interesting this year. Uh, for more podcasts from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can go to... Uh, SoundCloud, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Spotify. We used to have a nice little bar on the side of our website. I don't know if that still exists. It does. Just got confirmation from producer Ryan that it does indeed exist. So you can just go to dailyemerald.com. You can also check out our new website, which is not that much different, but it still has the bar. It still has the bar, which is key. The only thing that we all need 